The Ducks played their best game of the season, and they still lost. Oh, jeez. I, I, I don't know. Just play the sad music. Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, Sonny Milano emerges, Zegris is finally off the schneid, and the Ducks play well for about 58 minutes. We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A not-so-happy hump day for those Duck fans that watched last night's game debacle collapse? I don't know what to call it. Hi everyone, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez covering hockey for over a decade and last night felt like a decade watching the last two minutes. Oh boy. For those of you that are not aware, the Ducks had the most painful game in recent memory because they played well for 58 minutes. We'll talk about that in a few seconds. First, thanks for making Locked on Ducks, your first listen of the day. And don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. Don't forget to rate, download, subscribe, all that jazz. Okay, let's talk about it. Sure, the Anaheim Ducks lost their fourth consecutive game. It's four in a row. Here we go again. Another long losing streak. They lose to the Winnipeg Jets Four to three, but if you just if you fell asleep with two minutes left in the game, you could pretend that the Ducks won three to two. That did not happen. At this point, I'm delirious. I will peel back the curtain for everybody. It took me a few minutes to not curse because of how bad that was. Max Comtois, he could have had a better game. He really could have had a better game. Hampus Lindholm. He had an okay game. Ryan Getzloff, he had an okay game. But the two guys that were really far and above the best players on the ice, and it's not even close, Sonny Milano and Trevor Zegras. Zegras is finally off the schneid, and maybe he can finally get going. If Dallas Eakins would use him properly, maybe have Milano and Zegras on a line together because that certainly worked well. Oh boy. It's one of those nights where you just have to have the St. Archibrewery Flying V Hazy IPA. It's definitely an IPA kind of night after that collapse. I mean, yeah, the first period was not, I don't want to say it was not exciting. There were some good moments. The Ducks at least looked okay on the power play. And they did get some good shots off. They were 0 for 3 on the power play tonight. But that is not to say that it wasn't good. There were great opportunities across all sides. Zegris got his shots on goal. He was doing really well. They put Cinemolano on a power play very briefly. That was going well. Jamie Drysdale did an extremely good job quarterbacking the power play. Just happened to not go in. Just one of those things. And they had their chances. They were high quality chances on the power play too. Just nothing scratched. On the first period, the Ducks did have two opportunities with the man advantage in the first, or no, sorry, one in the first, two in the second. None of them went in, but I will give them credit for at least having a good scheme, one, two, for not turning the puck over too much. There's one exception to that, one glaring exception to that. And three, at least Zegris is guiding the puck in and getting a good pass to his teammates. 
for the most part. There was one breakaway for Winnipeg, a shorthanded breakaway, but aside from that, the power play was fine. Just one of those nights where it didn't go in 0 for 3. That's fine. So their power play percentage goes down to about high 20s percent. That's okay. Second period. It's the Kyle Connor show once again. And once again, Kyle Connor doing his thing, getting, or, or sorry, as the hockey players always say, they got the pucks in deep. Yeah. And then Winnipeg scored. But that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the Sonny Milano goal from Trevor Zegras. And this one was Trevor Zegras all the way. Trevor Zegras completely robbed the puck from Nate Schmidt. He pilfered that puck. And Sonny Milano put the freaking biscuit away. Sonny Milano scores. That made it a one-to-one tie. And that was Sonny Milano's first goal of the season and only Trevor's second point of the season. So after that play, he said, oh, Zegras is there and he's making himself known. And Sonny Milano wanted to send a message in only his second game of the season. No more healthy scratches. No more being sent down to San Diego. No, no more of that. Sonny Milano belongs with the Anaheim Ducks. And he showed it on that play by putting it away like nothing. So it was one-to-one after one period. So see how I'm structuring this podcast kind of like a compliment sandwich. First and third segments, they'll be good. The second segment, hold on your butts. So going on to the third period, Josh Manson scored. Yeah, that's fine. Andrew Kopp scored. Okay, whatever. Kind of a wild third period. Just a lot of chances, a lot of scoring. And this kind of was advantage Winnipeg in the third period. They had more high-danger chances. They had more shots on goal. They had kind of the advantage in that third period. Sure. But we needed to see more of Sonny Milano on the power play. More, more, more. Because as soon as Sonny Milano was on that last power play, the third one of the day, you could tell that the Ducks were energized. And after Manson scored from the point, then it was Sonny Milano once again. But I have to give props to Sonny Milano on that second goal from Josh Manson because he did a lot of work there as well. He did an excellent job screening Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck didn't see where the puck was going. He was right in front of him. And got to give credit to Terry and Lundestrom who got assists and obviously Manson. But Sonny Milano helped make that play happen, and he annoyed the hell out of Connor Hellebuck. So that put the Ducks in the lead. And then after a tic-tac-toe goal for the Jets, Trevor Zegris finally off the schneid on a pass from Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano, the youngster. Trevor Zegris, the youngster. You know what I'm going to say right now. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. That's all I'm saying. Let Zegris loose. Let Sonny Milano loose, and good things will happen. Coach Eakins finally just let them run loose, and thank God he did, because that was some of the best playing by that tandem all season long. I know it's young in the season, small sample size, blah, blah, blah. No, those two belong on the ice at the same time. Always put them together on, at least on the power play, and good things will happen. Always, well, I shouldn't say always, but good things will more often than not happen. 
So we have to talk about that Sunny Milano play to create that goal because he skated really hard out of the bench. Actually, he skated hard all night. As I told uh, Savannah, Sav NHL, Sonny Milano pulled a Nick Delorier, but better. Sonny Milano played like he had a rocket up his ass. That's how good he was. So good for good for Sonny Milano to just take the puck away right in the dirty part of the zone and got it to a streaking Trevor Zegras who scored and that Gave the Ducks a lead. They they were up 3-2. to two. And then the last two minutes happened. And that's where we're going to take this intermission. Because like I said, this podcast is like a compliment sandwich. The first segment, gushing about Trevor Zegras and Cine Milano. Those two should play more together. And they actually, I'll finish with one final thought. Then we'll go to intermission. They complement each other very well because of the style they play. Trevor Zegras, for better or worse, can be a fantastic finisher. I know Zegras tends to be pass first, but Zegras can finish just like the rest of them. And I sincerely hope that Zegras takes more of a shooting approach because he can score and he can put the puck in any corner. And if you could have someone like Sonny Milano just give him those perfect passes, then why the hell not? It worked both ways too. So just the type of style they play, they're a little bit different. Where Zegras will tend to maybe streak a little bit more, and he'll work hard on defense. Like He picked Schmidt's pocket. Sonny Milano is the kind of player that will work hard, get to the corners, and streak in and bang bodies. That's the kind of player he is. So once again, having those two out there, chef's kiss. All right, we're going to head to the first intermission, but first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you have not been to Built.com yet, what are you waiting for? They have so many great flavors that'll make your head spin. They have Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, Cookie Dough, uh, Churro Puff, Coconut Brownie, among many others. Not only are they healthy, but they are delicious. They are only 130 calories. Only 4 grams of sugar and packed with 17 grams of protein. So if you haven't yet, go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the first intermission, buckle up. It's gonna get horrendous. Stay locked in if you dare. Back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez, and we're going to talk about the ugly part of this game the last two minutes. The first 58 minutes were fine. The Ducks played some of their best hockey of the season. They should have won that game. The Ducks were ahead with less than two minutes, three to two. They should have won. They should have, and they didn't. Here's what happened the last two minutes. It came off of an icing. And so you had this offensive draw for the Jets in their own zone. And you had Isaac Lundestrom leading the faceoff. And what happens? Lundestrom loses the faceoff. So you have... I, I don't know what you have there. Yes, 
Andrew Kopp did get control of the faceoff against Isaac Lundstrom, and Nikolai Ehlers was right there. Ehlers went to his left, went around the scrum, and Josh Manson forgot his man. So all Manson could do is just swipe at the puck, and he completely whiffed on it. Ehlers, from an impossible angle, scored it just above Gibby, Gibby's shoulder, and that tied things up at three. But on that play, oh man. Uh, that one, Isaac Lundestrom could have done a better job bodying up or at least getting some kind of puck action away from Nikolai Ehlers or away from Kopp. That could have been better. Oh, but it got so much worse because right away, the Ducks lost a faceoff. Or no, so I, I take it back. The Ducks got control in their own zone and iced that puck as well. So what happens next? Off the faceoff, the puck somehow gets to Nikolai Ehlers and he scores the game-winning goal. What the hell? That last play, the one that led to the game-winning goal, Trevor Zegras cannot let Cop win that faceoff clean like that. So here we go. Despite the fact that Zegras had an excellent game for the first 59 minutes, you got to win that faceoff. You've got to take control of that puck or at least hold a scrum of some kind. But no, he lost that faceoff clean. Then it was right to Neil Pionk and then Nikolai Ehlers from about the outside of the faceoff dot got it towards the net. And it bounced off of Jamie Drysdale's skate down low. That's your game-winning goal for the Winnipeg Jets. It's sad that they played so well and they squandered a late lead. They gave up that third goal with a minute 20 left. They gave up that game-winning goal with a minute 1 left. 19 seconds. That's all it took. It took 19 seconds to let a lead evaporate and then get the loss. They should have won that game. They were up 3-2 to two with a minute 20 left in the game. They were ahead. If Isaac Lundestrom wins that faceoff and gets it to the outside of the zone, who knows what could happen there. If Trevor Zegras wins that faceoff, maybe they hold the tie and they at least get a point against the Winnipeg Jets, and the way that the young guys had been skating, perhaps win the game. Because if it goes overtime, you got to think there's going to be a line of Drysdale, Zegris, and Sandy Malone. Ooh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine three-on-three overtime with Jamie Drysdale, whose skating is elite, Trevor Zegris, who's finally off the schneid, and Sandy Milano, who had the game of the season? Imagine putting those three on three-on-three overtime. I was thinking that very briefly when it went 3-3 three to three, and I thought, okay, calm down, reset, maybe get it to overtime. And then I was thinking in the back of my mind, how about those three? I'll admit I did think that. Uh, little did I know that they'd blow it 19 seconds later. Little did I know. But there you have it. Those little key mistakes towards the end and the bad puck luck Cost the Anaheim Ducks. Once again, final score was 4-3. But this, this this, should have been a Ducks win. It really should have. I mean, I, I had to drink some alcohol just to get through 
recording. Recording right after the game. Yeah, by the way, the Flying V Hazy IPA, pretty good. I recommend it if you guys can find it in your local markets. has the old school Ducks logo and everything, but back to the mistakes. And there weren't, there weren't many mistakes. But Trevor Zegris, they've got to learn to win. Jamie Drysdale, got to learn to win. Same with Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano was one of those icings, like he iced the puck. Jamie Drysdale, he also iced the puck. These are growing pains. These are learning experiences that are going to eventually make the Ducks better. But it is still youth. It is still inexperience. Those little things will cost you games. They will. But they will also learn from this. I still think as a positive, and I'll actually go on the positive after the second intermission, but just one more kind of negative thing. And I hate to beat this with a dead horse. But this was not a good game for the old guys. This was definitely a hashtag let the kids play kind of game. And I hope that we see more of those games in the new future. Because if you let the kids lose like this, you'll pay dividends later on. Alright, we're going to head to the second intermission and we'll talk about more good stuff. And why this was encouraging at least. But first... Let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Hey, the World Series is going on. Okay, Braves and... Okay, Astros. Yeah, this is a Southern California market. No one likes the Astros around here. But hey, the World Series is going on. But you have the NFL. The NBA is under full court pressure, especially if you're a Laker fan, because the way the Lakers have been playing, they have been close games. And of course, hockey's going on. You have the Seattle Kraken. All the scores, and rather, all the lines are on betonline.ag. And if you use promo code LOCKED ON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So, say you want to bet on the future lines for who's going to win the Stanley Cup, then head over to betonline.ag. Once again, promo code LOCKED ON gets you a 50% welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. Please gamble responsibly. And just don't bet on the Montreal Canadiens right now. They got walloped by Seattle. Walloped. All right. We're going to come back and try to end on a positive note. And we'll get to that on the other side. There are blues that you get from worry. There are blues that you get from pain. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And we're still talking about last night's horrific last second loss. To the Winnipeg Jets, the Ducks lost 4-3 to Winnipeg, and that closes out the season series. I hate that the season series is already over in October, but they've played three games and they see each other no more unless they somehow meet in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk to me about playoffs. Are you kidding me? I'll be happy if we win a game. <laughs> I will be happy if the Ducks win a game because... Four losses in a row is not good. It's really not. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. 
Okay, let's look at some positives, and you know what the positives are going to be. It's going to be Trevor Zegris and Sonny Milano. I've talked about Sonny Milano at length on this podcast before. I talked about him a lot when the Ducks picked him up via trade. Keep in mind, this was a trade deadline deal in 2020. Remember Sonny Milano had that excellent, excellent Pond debut? Of, what was it, February? Yeah, it was February, 2020. Milano scored two goals. He scored one early, and he scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Yeah, that seems like so long ago. And back then, I heard all the Ducks fans saying, man, this is going to be a difference. This guy is going to make a huge difference if he stays healthy. He hasn't been completely healthy. Right now, he's at full strength, and he is showing his stuff. Maybe the demotion, the quote-unquote demotion to San Diego Maybe that woke him up just a little bit. So now he's back. And I like this website. It's called Hockey Stat Cards. It's one of my favorites. And the three guys that are on the top of the Hockey Stat Cards for tonight, Josh Manson, Trevor Zegris, and Sonny Milano. Josh Manson had a game score of 1.76. Trevor Zegris, 1.97. And Sonny Milano, 2.51. 2.51. Of course, the guys above him are Paul Stastny, Andrew Kopp, and Nikolai Ehlers. Okay, fine, whatever. But I liked Sonny Milano's game in general. I hope we see more of him in the near future. One big positive for the Ducks is that they didn't allow nearly as many shots as they had the previous six games. They only allowed... 25 shots for the Winnipeg Jets Tuesday night. That's an improvement. That's very good considering that the Ducks allowed 43 shots twice already this season and they've allowed 30 plus a couple other times. So they have a pinch shot for giving up a lot of shots and a lot of high danger chances. This game, the Ducks had more high danger chances. 16 to 14. That's a pretty high amount of high danger chances in general. And the goalies had to work. Both John Gibson and Connor Hellebuck had to work their ass off tonight. But give them credit for keeping the score. You know, they kept it manageable. They both kept their teams in the game. It could have been a lot higher scoring. It could have been like that 7-5 game that we saw the other night. I think it was Washington playing. It could have been that kind of wacky score. 4-3, that's you know that's not super high scoring, but it's more goals than usual. So the Ducks did a better job of getting high danger chances. They did a much better job of getting quality shots and quality chances in the slot. They did a better job of getting cross-ice passes on the power play. They did everything right. For about 50-something minutes of the game. But they just cannot hold it. But again, positives on this one. They out-attempted their opponents. 61-53. to So that's encouraging. They outshot them. They out-attempted them. They had more high-danger chances. They did a good job on the penalty kill. The one time that happened. Overall, the puck possession was in favor of the Ducks. And timing one... Timing one stanza of tonight's game, the Ducks had a little bit more puck possession time than the Winnipeg Jets. And that was kind of the theme of most of the game. 
is they kept Winnipeg away from the puck. Or whenever Winnipeg got the puck, the Ducks would swipe it away or create some kind of turnover. So all positives. All positives from the game. This was their best game of the season. And I was going to allude to this in the second uh, part of this podcast. As long as the kids continue playing, they'll be all right. As long as that first power play unit can generate offense like that, they'll be okay. As long as Drysdale and Sena Milano and Trevor Zegris can all be out there on the same time on the power play, they'll be fine. They will get goals with that power play one core. Some nights it might be the old guys, the veterans, that will get the job done. But it really comes down to letting the kids play. And they were let loose tonight. Or last night. And they darn near got a win. Okay, uh, looking ahead to the next couple of days of Locked on Ducks. Uh, actually, tomorrow's Thursday. So it's not going to be Locked on Ducks. It's going to be Locked on Goals. Our weekly look at the Ducks AHL affiliate San Diego Goals. I've got a lot to talk about from last week. And I've got a hell of a lot to talk about as far as the home opener. So that will come your way tomorrow. Not Ducks Talk, but it is Gulls Talk. And that'll take place Thursday. And Friday got a little bit of a surprise for y'all. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, just a surprise. It'll be fun. All right. And also looking ahead for the Ducks schedule. Thursday, they have a game against the Buffalo Sabres. Not just the Buffalo Sabres. The 4-1-1 Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres have nine points. They have nine points in six games. This feels like a trap game. Buffalo is riding a high right now. They're playing excellent hockey. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo wins that game. Because they're playing so darn well right now. And then Friday night, they're at Vegas. Vegas, despite their horrible record right now, Vegas actually has a worse record than the Ducks right now. It still wouldn't surprise me if Vegas wins that because the Golden Knights just own the Ducks. This could very easily become a six-game losing streak. Just, I have to keep it honest. But you got to have faith that Dallas Eakins, Dallas Eakins will just let the kids loose. All right. <sighs> That's going to do it for tonight. It was just that kind of night. Uh, Ducks fans... I would say brace yourselves, but also be encouraged. As long as the Ducks continue to have some good games like this, it's an encouraging sign. They will learn to put games away. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Thank you all so much once again for making Locked on Ducks your first listen. And thank you all for listening. It is very much appreciated. If you want to drop me a line, you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could, you know, look me up on Twitter. I'm at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And don't forget, this show is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Sitter, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out Locked on NHL, and it's Wednesday. So got to give a shout out to Jess Balmasto and Sarah Avampato. They host Western Conference Wednesdays. And oh boy, it's a doozy. I, I know that they talked about the goings on with the Chicago Blackhawks and how the current 
Jets GM is related to that. So, yeah, check out Locked on NHL for your latest NHL news. And you know it's going to be about the Blackhawks. So definitely take a listen to that. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the San Diego goals. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.